Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WBGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. As always, I'm your host, Jack Hardron, alongside my color man, Davis Carroll. On this Tuesday morning, we'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn and Opelika Megaplex and around the world. However you may be tuning in today, whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna, through the information superhighway at WEGLFM.com, or if you're tuning in after the fact on Transistor.fm or Eagle Eye TV, or by listening to our podcast, we are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And with that, we're going to jump right into things. We are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basden WEGL studios here on the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where right now it is 48 degrees and sunny outside on this fine Tuesday morning. We wish you a good morning and, of course, a happy Mardi Gras, as that is, of course, today. Is that correct, Davis? It is. It's Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday, indeed. Or Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras for the uh, French, Frenchly inclined out there. Davis, how are you feeling today on this Mardi Gras? Feeling good. I got a midterm, my first midterm tomorrow, so a little nervous about that. But, you know, you know how it goes. That's how it goes. At this point, I would like to remind our audience that if any point in the next hour or so you feel so inclined to ask a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, if you need to correct us, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345. That's 334-844-WEGL on your touchstone keypad. You can also send us a tweet at CDISCAU. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U on Twitter. And I got the tweet deck right here in front of me, so I'll be sure to get right on top of that. Uh, with that, welcome to March, everybody. The madness is just around the corner as Auburn just has two regular season games left before the madness begins down in Tampa and then hopefully in Greenville, South Carolina, and then into the great beyond for our beloved basketball team. Ladies team getting in on the postseason action as well. They'll be playing tomorrow against Alabama in the early afternoon, depending on when the first game wraps up. And the men's team will be traveling to Starkville, Mississippi to take on the Bulldogs of Mississippi State tomorrow at 8 p.m. And then they'll return home on Saturday for Senior Day in which they will take on the Gamecocks of South Carolina, who they played in one of their first conference games of the season. That game will be at noon on Saturday. And there's plenty of softball and baseball to go around as well as we have a softball game um, this weekend, and we have two baseball games this week, mind you. We have one tonight against Alabama State and one tomorrow against UAB. So if you're not celebrating Mardi Gras, Plainsman Park is the place to be tonight. And if you're not traveling over to Starkville, which it's a pretty short trip if you want to, it's probably easier to attend a game there than it is Auburn Arena, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, you can attend Plainsman Park on Wednesday night to see in-state rival UAB on the diamond so that's what's going on a cursory look at auburn sports coming up this week we also have senior night in gymnastics on friday night so if you'd like to see this team one more time before the postseason auburn means the place to be on friday night we've had a lot of fun at the meets so far this season don't see any reason why that won't continue into the future all right with that we're going to jump right on into the show Davis, Mardi Gras. I wish Alex was here. He's the uh, one he'll that, be here soon. He's the one that goes to Mardi Gras. Yeah, he'll, he'll have stuff to say when he gets here. But would you like to extend the questions to me in yeah. his stead? Very well. I know as, as a resident mobilier, mm-hmm. you, you are a, a proponent of inventing Mardi Gras and such. This is a big day for you. Some would say yes. Mardi Gras did originate in Mobile. Uh, Italy has its own Mardi Gras and stuff, too. So it, it's an old holiday in its own way. It's just a way to celebrate before Lent. A little carnival action. But modern Mardi Gras, you know, you know, like the purple, green, and yellow king uh, cakes, yes, yes, yes. the babies in the king cake, moon pies. Beads. Beads. Very well. Mobile. Take it. You got that from Mobile. So uh, the French came over. They started celebrating like the 15th, 1600s, and then Joe Kane came around during the rebuilding era, and he started parading through the streets while the Union soldiers were occupying Mobile, and that's where modern Mardi Gras came from. That is like the really 
the layman summary because I don't know a lot, but I guarantee Alex coming here and be like, Joe Kane's third dog's name was Buster. And Buster was parading through the streets with them. And the third bark he had is the reason we ring three bells during the mat, something like that. So I guarantee he'll have some something crazy like that. All right, place your bets now on what fun facts Alex will provide. Until then, we do need, of course, we need to update you on the situation over in the Ukraine as that has continued to ve- develop over the weekend. Your February 28th recap. Oh, going- here he is. Oh, goodness. What's it, what's he doing? He's lost. Um, so while uh, we'll, we'll spend the first segment on this while we wait for, uh, for Alex to get acclimated. All right, uh, this is the recap from February 28th. More than 70 Ukrainian soldiers were killed after Russian artillery hit a military base in Otera, a city between Kharkiv and Kiev. The head of the region wrote on Telegram, Dmitro Zavitsky posted photos of the charred shell of four-story building and rescuers searching rubble. In a later Facebook post, he said many Russian soldiers and some local residents were also killed during the fighting on Sunday. Earlier Monday, Russian forces shelled Ukraine's second-largest city, rocking a residential neighborhood as they closed in on the capital, Kiev, and a 40-mile convoy that included hundreds of tanks and other military vehicles. The fighting continued as talks aimed at stopping war yielded only an agreement to keep talking. The country's embattled president said the stepped-up shelling was aimed at forcing him into concessions. Quotes from President Vladimir Zelensky now, quote, I believe Russia is trying to pressure Ukraine with this simple method. He did not offer details on the hours-long talk that took place earlier, but said that Kiev was not prepared to make concessions, quote, when one side is hitting each other with rocket artillery. Fair enough. As Russian uh, forces marched forward and met stiff resistance from Ukrainian soldiers, countries tightened the vise around Moscow's economy on Monday, announcing new sanctions on the central bank and its individuals. Even Switzerland is breaking its neutral stance, much to the chagrin of Chris Tobias, uh, and has joined in with the EU in sanctioning Russian financials, of course, a lot of the world's financials go through Switzerland. Um, I also saw, let's see, something about TikTok. Facebook and TikTok block Russian state media in Mm. Europe, so that's something. Interesting. Facebook, TikTok, and Microsoft are all cracking down on Kremlin-based news outlets. a little alliteration for your headline. Uh, RT and Sputnik following the European Union's ban on Russian state media, quote, we have received requests for a number of governments and the EU to take further steps in relation to Russian state-controlled media. Given the exceptional nature of the current situation, we'll be restricting access to RT and Sputnik across the EU at this time, said Nick Clegg, vice president of global affairs at Facebook parent company Meta. A spokesperson for TikTok told NPR that it was also blocking two outlets in the EU. The moves mean people using social media apps in the EU countries won't be able to access pages or content posted by RT and Sputnik. Microsoft said on Monday it would drop RT's new apps and smartphones from its app store, not display any RT or Sputnik content on the Microsoft Start News and MSN.com, and push the sites down in Bing search results. Hmm. This is very interesting. Oh, oh Alex has something Alex to say. Alex Baum. Alex Baum. What's up, Alex? I've been told that it is pronounced Kiev if you are Ukrainian but, and Kiev if you are Russian. So there are different pronunciations based on the culture. Okay, to be fair, we've pronounced it Kiev for years up until like a month ago. Well, I know. I'm just saying the, I'm just saying the U- Ukraine and the Ukrainian president and the Ukrainian people refer to it as Kiev. Because hmm. I, 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 I agree with you because when I was watching the news broadcast, I noticed... All the guys on NBC and so on pronounced it Kiev, and I'm like, well, what's this about? But that's apparently... Why didn't they tell us this earlier? Well, I, I mean, Ukraine I, I, was part of that other country until 20 years ago. True, so. true. That's that that that's a good point, and that's what this whole conflict is all about, more or less. Uh, despite all of the claims of quote-unquote security, Putin has delivered more than a number of rambling speeches about wanting to take back the Baltic states and reestablish the USSR, so... So I reckon yeah. if you see it spelled K-Y-I-V, it's Kiev. Yes, that's exactly right. K-I-E-V, Kiev. Exactly. Mm. Depending Kiev. on how you take your chicken, could be either one. Yes, that's that's completely correct, as far as I've gathered. I, I bet, just, the, you know, I just I bet the Russians were real, 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 real happy with this up until this point. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe. Have you ever right. had chicken Kiev, Davis? Mm-mm. I've not. I can't even, I can't even say I've heard of that, so... I just wanted, I just, just wanted to say it because I, I had uh, noticed that. Good, good, good bit, Alex. Thank you for sharing. 
Uh, do you have any other updates on on the, the the conflict? Well, not anything major other than apparently the 13 soldiers that died on Snake Island, and in fact, did not die on Snake Island, and now everybody's starting to wonder if the Ukrainian government knew about that. Did they not die? Did they no, get captured? They, they're all they've all been captured. Oh. They're they're all just POWs now. But the it's called propaganda. You yeah, no, 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 got to rile up the public. That's exact. That's exactly what it is. And I mean. You almost got to give them a quick bravo for that because it worked. I mean, in terms of galvanizing the entire Europe, entire Europe, the all the West behind them. I mean, they've got Switzerland joining in, which you know they don't do that. Switzerland just kind of sits there, so that that that's a pretty important step. So it worked, but you know, I think there's a lot of confusing, contradictory information out there. So I think everybody just needs to you know dial it back. There's a lot of like. There's a lot of guys just saying, hey, my, my friend's buddy's dad in Ukraine just saw this happen. It's like, well, what do you mean by that? And then, of course, nothing happened. And then, you know, videos that are actually from video games that aren't real. I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of confusing stuff. But, yeah. Source, I mean, source, just trust me, bro. Exactly. A lot a lot of that. All right. I do think that video of the tractor was real. That was yes, real. Yes, that was. That was, uh, that was real. That was a good – that was a fun video. So if you haven't seen this video, apparently – one of this, these Russian tank. I think it ran out of gas. I think they just hopped out of it. Like, they got out of it for a second, and the guy just hitched up his tractor and took off with it. Awesome. Do you think, the, did the tank have, like, a just a hitch on the front? Well, I'm wondering how a, a tank's uh, gear shift works. Maybe they left it in neutral. <laughs> they would have to in order for it to just... I mean, tractors have a lot of torque, but that thing was moving. <laughs> the, the Russians started running up beside it. It's a classic. It's, I mean, it's it's a total war. You can put the like the vaudeville stuff. It's yeah, it's kind of chaos. I mean, this is kind of the first, you know, social media ex- war. That's exactly what I was going to say. I, c- I couldn't find the word, but it really is so different because my dad. We were talking this weekend. He was talking about how you know Desert Storm was broadcast on television, and that's kind of how, and that was the big evolution there. And this, I think, is the next step because with Vietnam, it was the first one that people had actually, you know, seen recordings of it and video in real time and pictures. Then with Desert Storm, it was broadcast live. And now this, I think, is the new age of Zelensky posting up on Twitter in front of the Capitol building once a night to say, hey, guys, still here. Still here. So, Did you know Zelensky voiced Paddington in Paddington yes. 1 and 2? It, in the Ukrainian, in the Ukrainian yeah, dub. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, sure. Yeah. Hey. The man loves marmalade. Evidently, he does. Chicken Kiev is a dish made uh, of chicken fillet, pounded and rolled around cold butter, and coated with egg and breadcrumbs. Then either fried or baked. Okay. Stuffed. Um, yeah. The fried. I was worried it wasn't gonna say fried or baked. I thought it was just gonna be like cold. It's kind of like a chicken cordon bleu. Never had that either. Mm. French. All right. With that, chicken Kiev. Excuse me. Uh, Chicken Kiev, where we'll discuss more on the other side of the break, including, I hear, uh, heard today is a spe- very special holiday in the hearts and minds of my two co-hosts. So, we'll be discussing the one and only Fat Tuesday, which is today of all days, March 1st. Welcome to March, ladies and gentlemen. Get your uh, get ready for some madness as well, because we'll be talking about that, including where Auburn lands after a... M- Madness started early over the weekend as a lot of giants fell in the world of college basketball. We'll get to all that and more after a quick break. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Compact Discourse on Weagle 91.1. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL. 91.1 91.1 FM, I'm your host, Jack Hardjorn, alongside Alex and Davis, coming at you live on a Tuesday morning, not just any Tuesday morning, not a skinny Tuesday morning, but a fat Tuesday morning, as it is, once again, the return of Mardi Gras. 2022's edition comes on a Tuesday for the uh, just innumerable consecutive year. It's crazy how they worked that out. Yeah, it is, actually. But, uh, yeah. It's Mardi Gras, so we're gonna we're gonna discuss it with uh, the man who know who was on the scene this past weekend, Mr. Alex. How was Mardi Gras? Oh, spectacular! Um, I'm I'm a big Mardi Gras guy. I know Davis is not because out in Grand Bay they don't have many parades, but uh, don't living, cast aspersions. No, I know. I, no, I was kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> uh, but I like live right 
on the parade route essentially. So like getting downtown to go to it is very easy. And I grew up doing it. This, however, was my first year going to a Mardi Gras ball, which I never I never done one of those before. Oh, um, that was pretty cool. Which a Mardi Gras ball is essentially like like prom, but larger and crazier and a lot more alcohol. Hmm. I would hope so. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, re- I really always enjoy it. I mean, it's kind of when you boil it down, it's kind of absurd. You're sitting on a barricade, sticking your hands in the air, hoping that a bunch of drunken men on paper mache floats throw stuff at you. There's no you. fun in breaking it down like that. But I know I'm 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 saying I'm saying that to clarify before I say, oh, it's totally awesome. I mean, come on, like people be launching moon pies, cups, aren't glow all sticks. holidays a little ridiculous? Yeah, we're that's waiting true. for a, a fat man in a red suit to come bring us uh, presents down our chimney. That's true. That's true. That's a fair point, Davis. I, I'm surprised you're being more defensive of it than I am. I'm, I'm I'm trying to concede a bit here because I love it. I think it's I think it's hilarious. I, I don't think I, you need to concede anything fair? on holidays unless fair? it's like worshiping fair. a spaghetti god. The only issue, of course, is the parade I went to on Saturday night. The MOTs always has a breakdown of some kind every single year. This year, apparently, the axle on one of the floats just broke. That was not ideal. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, for those that of you that haven't experienced it before, I encourage you to do it at least one time. Just, you know, check it off the bucket list for one and two. I mean, it's a very unique, you know, I mean, it's not a national thing. It's unique to one region of the United States, if a re- if you could even call it a region. It's unique to like three or four cities, essentially. So it's a lot of fun. Did you, get, did you guys go to the one in Auburn? Oh, Lord. The air, the air raid. Oh my goodness! The air raid sirens going off. That's Alex's. That's your. That's his text message. Oh uh, yeah, my mom. My mom just said Mardi Gras time. <laughs> Why is it so loud? Because it strikes fear. It strikes fear oh into my, my heart goodness. as I know my mother has texted me. We should add that into the end of the sound bites. It was like an air raid. Oh my <laughs> I'll just make it that from now on. Oh my goodness! I think my. Um, mo- I think my mother is hearing us react to this. Maybe let's see. All She's right. calling you out, Alex. Oh, oh, that's uh, that, I, I did, I did, I did forget. I was speaking specifically to the MOTs one, but that's true. There are a bunch of uh, there is of course Joe Kane, which includes everybody, and then the uh, butterfly maidens and the moms, which are two get, awesome uh, orders. And we know can, a lot of people. Can like. you give a history of M- Mardi Gras and Mobile? I gave like a little, like a little quick version. I mentioned Joe Kane. Well, yeah, essentially, um, it all roots in this sort of myth, but also not myth of a man named Joe Kane creating the first ever Mardi Gras following the Civil War in Mobile, which said. has spawned into this whole amount of lore. On Joe Kane Day, there's a bunch of women in all-black garb who are anonymous who are called Joe Kane's Merry Widows that throw exclusively black beads at people. It's a legendary event. You go to his house, and like they're out there on the on the porch like in agony. It's a very confusing thing, but it's it's you know, it's hilarious, and it's part of you know the pageantry, I say in quotes. Um... I'm not super familiar with the history myself, other than knowing his name. You gotta tell some people. Some people don't know much, if, if at got, all, about Mardi Gras. I got Gras. something. Mardi Gras is believed to mm. have arrived in North America on March 3rd, 1699, when French Canadian explorer Pierre Lemont de Iberville mm. camped about 60 miles downriver from the future site of New Orleans, knowing it was Fat Tuesday back in France, and I guess knowing that it's the same day on all parts of the globe. Ibaville named his spot Pointe du Mardi Gras and had a small gala. A few years later, French soldiers and settlers feasted and wore masks as part of Mardi Gras festivities in the newly founded city of, wait for it, Mobilier. Mm. Yeah. To this day, Mobile claims to have the oldest annual Mardi Gras celebration in the United States. Pointe du Mardi Gras sounds like it might. Okay, so as, as the lore seems to go, based on what you said, Jack, it starts there and then it kind of fades away. And then Joe Kane returns in the 1860s to revive it, essentially. So it, it, its origins do come in Mobile, which then spread to New Orleans, and then Joe Kane brought it back in the 1860s, 1867 to be exact. And it also has some roots in Catholicism with its lining up to Ash Wednesday. It was supposed to be sort of a celebration of getting rid of all of your like gluttony, essentially, and consumption just before lent is the idea as well which is why it lines up exactly with ash wednesday which again as italy has a carnival oh yeah and as as my roommate Sutton pointed out that seems very contradictory to engage in gluttony right beforehand but you know 
I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm there just saying that's human. the connection. That's you got to get it all out. Tell like, the folks about like the dude with the the pig bladders or the or the skeleton chasing, getting chased around I, the pool. I don't remember that actually. The guy, the the jester that has the pig bladders and he bangs them together. Um, that's like the biggest thing. That's even I, I know that. My my goodness. My okay. Goodness. Well, Davis, then why don't you talk about it then? If you I know just it, did. I feel like I just did. Okay, Davis. All right, all right. And then there's the guy that gets chased around the pole. Life chases death around the pole. I also would like to say, uh, for what it's worth, my friend also described it as this: a lot of the orders are just fraternities, but for older people. So that's that 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 gives some insight into it. But it's a lot of fun. It really is. I think, you know, it, you it kind of doesn't make any sense until you really experience it. Is that what a crew is? Yes. That so that that's like the crew of Columbus is one, but also like the terms to describe the orders are mystics. Um, like there's the mystics of time. They do magic, and then the crews are one of them. The stripers are called something else. I don't remember. Uh, it's like Wizard One Hundred and One. It is. More, yeah, more balanced. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I really think it's great. I I think on Saturday the Clydesdales were there. That's always very very fun. No way. They're huge. It's kind of crazy. Light there. Uh yeah, Anheuser Busch. In fact. Mm. So yeah, that's that's pretty much as much as I can say. I caught a lot of fun things. Caught a lot of moon pies. Some people don't like moon pies. I'm a big fan, but you know. Do you have a Do you have a preference on flavor? Chocolate. Chocolate's the way to go. The mint ones were were the OGs, but they they have been discontinued for years. Really? Good. I didn't even however, know about the mint ones. However, let's be clear. Everything pales in comparison to an oatmeal cream pie. Let's let's just let's just say that right now. That's a fair. That's fair, that's fair a. Judgment. What was the best thing you caught? Um. Oh, the best thing I caught was, um. Uh, we caught this bag of peanuts, and this on the front was a sticker that said, "I'm calling about your car's extended warranty." And I don't really know why that was on there, but it it was it was rather it's a joke, pretty yeah, funny. I know, it's, it's I know. Suggest. it's absurd um, humor. And then I caught some fun like specialty beads, but you know, it's it was it was a pretty light catch day, also because we had to leave the the MOTs early to get ready for the ball. Mm. And I wore tails, which made me feel weird. I felt like a composer. Yeah, you were like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. I saw some right. photos of you at the ball. <laughs> What? I caught some photos of you at the ball. Yeah, it was, you were it having was, a good time. It was it was a crazy time. It was a crazy time. I had a couple people who said I couldn't imagine you ever drinking alcohol ever, and I was like, okay, that's, I guess I don't character know. assassination. I evidently casting dispersions. <laughs> what does that even mean, Davis? Well, figure out the word. What figure out what dispersions means, and I'm sure you can figure it out. <sighs> I'm just gonna Google it. You're annoying casting me. it as if it were a net. <laughs> All right, uh, you mentioned the term bucket list, right? Yes. Um. And I was watching Jeopardy yesterday. Don't ask oh, why. Oh, Lord. And the gargoyle. Big Jeopardy guy over here. Uh, I, I dabble. And it, it, it showed up in a category about words that had existed only in the 21st century. That was a good category. And I, and I was like, that's peculiar because bucket list is so ingrained in the, in the public consciousness that it seems like ancient history. But apparently it comes from this Jack Nicholson movie. It used to be called The Pale List. <laughs> All right, that's that's enough out of you, Davis. <laughs> yeah, turn 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 him off. So we there's this movie this discussion. There's this Rob Reiner film called The Bucket List with Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. Um, that apparently it comes from hmm. in 2007. So like, no one knew what a bucket list was. I don't believe that. Like when, so, I don't. Finding that. Nemo came out. What they what they call what you want to do before you die before that? I. Well, I mean, my no. final wishes. What the? It was a. It was it was a joke. It was a bad one. Grow up. Not everyone can <laughs> maybe, hit. Maybe you should grow up and get some better ones. Anyway, um, like, so yeah, bucket list. Yeah, I mean that kind of makes sense. I guess like all the research I found said the exact same thing. So I guess there's not really much of an option. But I don't know. That's interesting. That's like the name uh, Madison coming from a Tom Hanks movie. The first name Madison. Did you know that? No. There was a there's the movie where he's taking the mermaid to the water and he sees like Madison Street and he's like, Oh, you'll be named like uh Madison and that then it became like a popular first name. It was never a first name before that. Okay. That I'm de- I'm being dead serious that's right now. Not, there's okay. no way it was okay. never Look a first name Splash? ever. Splash? Look it up. Is it is it spelled M A D? It's spelled Madison, like because S- it was the name was like James Madison Avenue or whatever. P L A S H is the name of the movie. Splash. Same thing with Jalen Jalen Rose, the first person to be named Jalen ever. Do you believe that one? <laughs> no. That is that is true. That is also true. Okay. That 
Madison up until Splash has just been like exclusively a last name. Eugene Levy's in this movie. You ever seen someone's first name been like uh, Feinstein or Gar- something? Garfield. You know what I mean? Someone named Feinstein. Cleveland. Feinstein or yeah, Cle- uh, I should have Cleveland. Okay. Like Cleveland Show. Okay, Cleveland Brown. Yeah. Very well. Um, so, do you believe me yet, Alex? No, no, I do not. It's going to require some more, more, more research. I bet if Jack said it, you'd believe it. Whoa! Wow! Get get your dispersions out. That's on him, and not then, you. Cast them. That's back, that's right back that's unnecessary. Dennis. All right, we are going to hit the eight thirty break because it is eight thirty. It's the bottom of the hour, ladies and gentlemen. So we will be right back with some more compact discourse. We got more. Mardi Gras chat. We got more Madness chat because the March Madness got started a little early this past weekend as teams 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 9 in the college basketball AP poll all went down on the road. We'll get to that and more on the other side of a break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Compact Discourse. Welcome back to Compact Discourse, right here on WEGL 91.1. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Alex and Davis. I'm turning on your mics right now. What? Davis, you just Go ended get the last up. segment talking about how this name never existed. I found two, and you're like, two. two. Whoa, 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 how many? How many? Two, two. famous people. Two. Two celebrities that have a Wikipedia Wait, what, page. What, what were one of the celebrities? The celebrities. Um, she was an adult you. film actress, but the oh, point stands. That's that not a celebrity. She, she has a Wikipedia page is the point, but just get, Bro, so that means there's two people that exist that we know of with a Wikipedia page before that time is of Is it not true that Splash popularized the female name, first you name Madison? You didn't say that. I you, feel like it was kind of obvious you, with what uh, I was saying. Uh, you've moved the goalpost. Next thing you know, when I find a Jalen, you're going to be like... You're gonna be like, ah, um, I go said ahead and look into the Jalen. See, prove me wrong but while we're doing it. If I proved like. you wrong. You said Madison never existed, Let's and try you the were Jaylen. wrong. Let's okay, try the Jalen. Okay, okay. Maybe I was a little too too definitive with it, but two is not a very strong case for being the most popular. It's two people that have a Wikipedia page. That means that it's probably over a hundred. I just want to say, did Madison the movie Splash not popularize the first name Madison for females? And that is true. But that's not that what is true. you okay, well, well, that's sure. what I'm saying now. I am, oh. I am I am readjusting my thing. Yes, of that Davis, I have no debate. Who cares? You obviously no, do. No, I care about the fact that you said the name didn't exist until a Tom Hanks movie. Look up Jalen. I I'm trying to right now. I can't seem to I'm Hold on, I got a Tom Hanks button. You do? I do. Give me give me one one moment. Tom Hanks. One guy moment. says the stitch. Well, well, uh, well, while we find Tom, we got Hanks, Tom Hanks. We we do Tom have another friend of the show joining us, Mr. Daniel. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I missed. There I, you are. I'm doing great. I missed being on Compact Discourse. First time on here this semester, and what a way to kick it off between a with a fiery debate between Alex and Davis. Wouldn't have it any other way. Not is, at all. Is what I have to say about that. Okay. I, you find I, any Jalen's yet? I'm working on my research right now. It does not have a Wikipedia page, unlike the name Madison. So let's mm. see. Um, let's see. It was popularized, but there is no definitive statement that it was the first time it was ever given. All right. I'll, I'll find a definitive statement for you. First okay. person. That's the guy from Big. Tom Hanks, that's it. Ah, oh, funny guy, Tom Hanks. Everything he says is a stitch. <laughs> All right, nice. I feel like we can bookend it there. I think that's a good idea because Davis, as 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 is the standard, is wrong. Excuse you, first person. Uh, I found a name for Jalen. First person named Jalen. The oldest one being Jalen Rose, born in 1973. That we know of. Find another. Until it's, then, Jalen was the first person named Jalen. Okay, there's 329 million people in the U.S. The, right now. At, as if in 1970. No, no, no. Go back to before 1973. Not now. Okay, so let's see. U.S. population 1972. Is that what we're going for? 
Sure. I, that, I'm not sure how that's going to prove your point. Is they're going to be like, there are two million people named Jalen in 1973. The, the point. No. The point is, there's no way to know for certain. I mean, there is. If you really want to know, start going through, I mean, start doing, throwing to public records. Is everybody even in public records? I don't think they are. If you're born in the United States and you're a citizen, you're in public records. Jalen Rose is old. Yeah, he is. He was born in 73. Which makes him 49. Wow, so old. Okay, actually, that's not that old, Jack. It's pretty old. For Jack, a, are for you a, being, are you, when, does, when does someone go from young to old for you? Uh, 35. 35? Seriously? That is young. You're getting up there. Nah, this, isn't, this, it, this isn't the 1830s. I'm not saying they're on death's door. I'm saying they're old. Nah, man. For, I'd say 40, 40 is the year. I'll say 40 is when they get old-ish. And then then Jalen Rose is old. old. No, no. I said old-ish. <laughs> Old-ish, Jack. He's old-ish. Like, Jalen like, Rose himself. So what do you think? Do you think my dad's like a senior citizen? Because Cummings is getting up there in age. Coming soon to ABC, old-ish. Jalen, here's a quote from Jalen Rose. Jalen's become a unisex name and an international name, Rose said. I started to take the pride in the fact that I'm the first Jalen. Uh, unreliable narrator. I'm just saying. I mean, that's, that's all Unreliable narrator, man. I've never met another guy named Davis. So are you the first Davis? Logan's first name's Davis. Oh. Goofy. There you- well, I didn't know that. Oops. Here we go. Meaning, origin, and history of the name Jalen from BehindTheName.com. Can we talk about Behind something else? Behind the name? In an invented name. In America, it was popularized in the 90s by basketball player Jalen Rose, whose name was combined of those of his father, James, and maternal uncle, uncle Leonard. James Leonard. Jalen. Yes. It's a portmanteau. Here's, here's the popularity. A spike. You will see. And there's nothing before it. There was no founding father named Jalen Washington for yeah. for you. I think I've proved my point. If you can find something to disprove it, if you can find <laughs> an old person, like an 1880s person Tweet named Jalen, I will concede. If you can find a founding father named Jalen at CDiscAU. Yeah, we'll pull out the Constitution, We'd love the to Declaration of Independence, see, if, see the signatures. All right, with that, it is time to jump into the madness. Speaking Ladies and gentlemen, it is March, March 1st. We sleep in May. Get ready, because we got a lot to talk about here as college basketball postseason is fast approaching. And with that, we will talk about what happened on Saturday before we get into what's happening this week. All right. Uh, If you were aware of anything on Saturday, you probably heard that the top six teams in the country all went on the road and lost on Saturday including your Auburn Tigers, so uh, it makes the the loss sting a little bit less. But jumping around the top 25, you had Alabama defeat South Carolina soundly on senior day, 90-71. to Texas narrowly escaping Morgantown with a win, 82-81 over the Mountaineers of West Virginia. Murray State uh, also narrowly escaping on the road with a win, 70-68 to over Southeastern Missouri State. USC... What's going on over there? Alex has shown me someone named James Jalen. And what was my point? First name. I've never said anything about last names. Come on. USC nearly falls on the material to Oregon, who recently took down UCLA. They win 70-69, to one-point win for the Trojans. Wisconsin goes on the road to Piscataway and beats Rutgers 66-61. UCLA beats Oregon State, who nearly toppled USC earlier in the week. 94 to 55, nearly doubles up on the Beavers. Providence, not in a close game, but does soundly beat the Blue Jays of Creighton, 72 to 51. TCU, the first of the upsets, they uh, host the Red Raiders of Texas Tech in Fort Worth and defeat them 69 to 66. Duke goes up to the Carrier Dome, blows out Syracuse, 97-72. Kentucky falls on the road in Bud Walton Arena, 73 to 75. Are we sure that loss counted? Man, I, if if. If Arkansas had any respect, they would pack their things and head over to Rupp and play for real. Absolutely. Uh, J.D. Note and Oscar Toshibwe both had 30 points in that one, so both of them put on a show. Although Toshibwe had a much more impressive day, I'd say, picking up 18 rebounds to boot. Baylor, who surprisingly was only ranked 10 heading into the week. Of course, hindsight's 20-20. We know they're a much better team now. But they defeated Kansas at home in Waco, 82-70. Michigan State puts on a performance and defeats number four Purdue in East Lansing, 68 to 65. Auburn goes on the road and Jabari picks up 27 points as they fall to the Volunteers of Tennessee, 62 to 67. 
Arizona gets soundly thumped by Colorado, who in Boulder defeats the Wildcats 79 to 63. And the story of the day was Gonzaga picks up their first conference loss of the year as they traveled down to St. Mary's College and lost to the Gales by 10, 67 to 57. And that was the madness that transpired on last Saturday as we had, for the first time ever, seven top 10 teams lose all on the same day. And for the first time ever, all top six teams lost on the same day. So it was an unprecedented and an historic day in college basketball indeed. It was, and unfortunate for Auburn, they've fallen down to the fifth seed and possibly number uh, the top number two seed. Of course, you know, things could certainly change with that, but I'm a bit surprised Arizona did not drop at all after getting absolutely whacked by an unranked Colorado, but they yeah. do have, they there's do a very... lot of questionable things that happened in the AP poll yesterday. I think you can you can talk about how Gonzaga, I mean, what's the point of even playing their schedule if they can just lose and stay number one, first of all? Uh Arizona not even dropping a spot. Duke barely, only just moving into the top four. And then the biggest surprise, I think, of the AP poll is how disrespected Arkansas is getting, considering they have three of the best wins in the country right now and are still barely even cracking the top ten. Fair. That's fair. And I would say uh, on top of that, you've got Baylor beating Kansas by ten and just skyrocketing ten spots in the AP poll, or not ten, but seven spots from number ten to number three. That seems like a bit of a high jump. I mean, I think Baylor's a good basketball team, but how can you drop them to 10 for a loss to a team like Texas Tech and then just send them right back up to where they were? That doesn't really make any sense to me. But, I mean, again, the AP poll doesn't matter. What matters is, you know, the the tournament seating. So we'll see what happens when we get there. That's right. All right, let's jump over to Joe Lenardi's Bracketology. This was updated, the special March edition at 7.45 this morning. All right, Auburn has lost their one seed. They have moved to a two seed in the region with Kansas over in the eastern region. They would still be playing in Greenville, South Carolina, which is good news for Auburn fans. But unfortunately, wait, where's Duke? Um, Duke's hiding from me. Duke should definitely be there. Duke is also in Greenville. They would be playing Longwood, uh, also as a two seed. So... Uh, it would be it would be most most fortunate for Auburn if they could get two things to happen, and that is to play in Greenville and to not play in Greenville with Duke, considering it's Coach K's last year, and that would help out ticket prices tremendously. But as it stands right now, Auburn has grabbed a two seed in the latest Joe Lenardi bracketology. They are in a region with Kansas, um, Michigan State, Villanova, Ohio State, Arkansas, Illinois, Seton Hall. And Wyoming are the uh, the notable teams in the bracket with us over there. Looking at the bubble, last four buys, Creighton, San Francisco, Wake Forest, Michigan, last four in, Memphis, San Diego State, Indiana, Rutgers, and bubble watch right here, last four, first four out are Loyola, Chicago, BYU, Oregon, and SMU. Next four out, Virginia Tech, Florida, St. Bonnie, and Dayton. And so that's what the bracketology is looking like right now. Florida just trying their darndest to get into this tournament. I don't know if they will be able to do it considering their schedule. I believe they host Kentucky as their final game on this Saturday. So it won't count. Mm, Yeah, they'd have to play in Rupp. Yeah. But Calipari's investment in those T-shirt companies is probably paying off because it will be a T-shirt day down in the swamp. Probably, yes. All right, and that is uh, anything standing out from this from this bracketology uh, conference breakdown. Big Ten's got nine teams in. The Big East has seven. The SEC has fallen down to six teams in the tournament tied with the Big 12. Which, I mean, makes sense because it's been kind of a down year for the SEC, at least in the bottom half. The top half of the league has been excellent, but it's just from, you know, Florida to A&M, it's just a lot of very average teams. A lot of churn. Yes. Go Deeks. Deeks? Are they okay? Yeah, they're the last four buys right now. So oh, yeah, they're uh, they're fighting for their life in the ACC. You know, if we want to talk about tournaments, talk about March. Did you guys see the bracket for what is the WCC and Gonzaga? Gonzaga gets essentially three a three round buy. Yeah, I've, it it's been brought to my attention that you just by showing up, you're in the quarterfinals. It, I, actually, you're in the semifinals. Is how it is. I think. Oh yeah, because it's 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 they play one team and they probably play St. Mary's. Which I, like I'm. 
at some, I, I'm 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 all fine and good with giving the team that did the best an easier path because that's how small conferences make it because they don't want to have a good season ruined in the tournament but by a crazy upset. The biggest problem with that is that you have if if and when your your lowest seed makes a run. They're going to be absolutely gassed by the time they play a team that's just fresh out of the locker room. Exactly, exactly. I've I, got Pacific taking the WCC myself. That's that's a bold take myself. I'm I'm giving I'm giving St. Mary's. I think it's that kind of year. It's a it's a Gale year. I think I think you know with just some average defense they can get the job done because or Gonzaga hasn't played that much this year. So no, I'm kidding. I mean I think Gonzaga's a good team. They're going to make it to the Elite Eight again. That's what they do. But. You know, it's going to be a crazy tournament, and I'm looking forward to it. We're going to be doing a Weagle uh, bracket challenge. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to all that. Awesome. All right, we're going to do a quick break, and when we return, the final segment of the show will be in full effect. Do not go anywhere. You can tweet at us at CDiscAU if you'd like to join the show. Otherwise, you can keep on listening right here on WEGL 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. Thank you for choosing to spend your Tuesday morning, your Mardi Gras morning here with us on the show. Do not go anywhere. We will be back with the final 13 minutes of the show in just a quick moment. I'm Jack Hard, joined alongside Alex Davis and Daniel. We'll be back in a few with the remainder of the show. Keep it right here on 91.1 WEGL-FM. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. It is Mardi Gras. We're having a party here in the studio. We are not arguing about Tom Hanks popularizing the female name Madison anymore because we have moved on, which is why it's just my mic that's on right now and Daniel's, of course. Welcome back to the show, Daniel. Good morning. Good to see you. Glad you got your NOLA hoodie on today to celebrate the holiday Welcome back, guys. Um, I heard Breakfast at Tiffany's popularized the Tiffany as a female name. Alex, you, you have any? You have an issue with that? Well, no, I don't. I'm just sure it didn't invent the name Tiffany. I never said it invented the name because James Madison had the last name Madison. <laughs> this is good radio. Great radio. I'm sure. I'm sure if, if Adam and Eve like they're like, oh, this is our son Cain. You're like, I think there's probably probably someone named Cain before that. <laughs> yeah. Come he, on. He was uh, part of the Fab Five. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Terrible. Right. Let's see. We got men's basketball. The madness continues tomorrow. Hopefully not madness for Auburn as they will travel on the road to Starkville, Mississippi to take on the Bulldogs who are uh, they're doing well at home, but if you look at their home schedule, it's not that impressive. I think it's wins over A&M, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt. No marquee wins at home for the Bulldogs in Starkville. But Auburn is coming to town tomorrow, 8 p.m. on the SEC Network. Or you can just hitch a ride right on over because it's not too far away. Dan, are you going? I am. I'm awesome. going to. I'm covering the game for Weagle, but I'm still taking the jungle bus because gas is expensive. That's right. That's exactly. What am I going to do, not get gas? I, I, Thanks, yeah. war. <laughs> so, um, yeah. You... Alex, I will say I will not As be going, but I'll be hesitating to watch this one because the Tennessee game brought a specific amount of pain, specifically from the point guard play of Auburn. So I'll be writing a paper, so I probably won't be. Yeah, watching I, I will be studying for an exam. I'll shot turn on. I just hope that if it comes down to the final second, and Jabari has just made a four point play, that they'll decide to shockingly give him the ball again. Unlike in the Tennessee game when they did not. Sorry, that's my one grievance from that game. Hot hand fallacy. What do you mean hot hand fallacy? It's not a hot hand foul. It's just give it to the guy who's the best player on the floor. Fair enough. You know LSU I mean? travels down to Bud Walton Arena to take on the Razorbacks of Arkansas. We'll see if they can continue their success at home against a feisty LSU team. Alabama will be hosting Texas A&M, and UConn will be traveling to Omaha, Nebraska to take on the Blue Jays of Creighton. Those are your ranked matchups for Wednesday. Let's see what else is going on in the SEC on Wednesday. And that's it. Those are the only games. So, uh, no SEC action. 
other than ranked matchups on Wednesday. But tonight, you got Tennessee traveling to Stegman Coliseum to play Georgia, who will get absolutely flattened by the Volunteers, presumably. Kentucky hosts Ole Miss in a game in Rupp Arena. Missouri travels to South Carolina. Uh, so South Carolina looking for one last win on their season, hopefully, against the Missouri Tigers. Question. What's up? If Kermit Davis and the Ole Miss Rebels can pull off the upset of the century, will it count? Um, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, well, it is on a Tuesday, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know. A- asterisk if they lose. I, I am not sure. The but game we- also tips at 6 p.m. Are mm, we on ESPN know. 3? So yeah. I don't know. I guess people don't want to watch this one. No, it's definitely on ESPN. Oh. It's that's on awkward. ESPN 3 also. That, that, that's awkward for you, Jack. Maybe people really do well, want to watch it if it's what, on two channels. What I do know is that don't, this is... This don't is, let the truth get in the way of a good joke, Alex. This is definitely... Uh, you ever met Alex? <laughs> oh, you, you, th- you think you're funny. You know what? Turn off his mic. He's about to go on a tirade. <laughs> no, Florida I was... goes to Vanderbilt to wow. play the Commodores. And that line is even. So if you're a betting guy, it's a push. <laughs> oh, is it? staring at me. <laughs> The vibes in here today are great. Immaculate. It's Mardi Gras, baby. I was going to make it, a we're joke. We're getting all our sinning out. We're getting all our fighting out. Evidently, we, we are. Lord. Alex ain't going to be eating meat. All right. That's uh, only on the Fridays. The magic number to share a title for Auburn is one. So if they win tomorrow, yes. they get to hang a banner regardless. This is, a, this is a talking point that gets brought up a lot. I don't much care for it. I don't really care about the banner. Yeah. Banners are cool. It's it's more it's more the historic. It's more the historic thing of oh, this is their you know fourth twenty-five win season in right. the last five years when they've only had six total in one hundred and sixteen years. So it's like you know take those that, those are the kind of things I'm like all right, this is it also does a great job to be like hey guys, let's just chill it because this team has been awful for you know ever. So like let's not. Have I bet too if high that banner was taken down, put in the dumpster, you'd snag it up real quick. You I would. would. You probably would, would, Jack. It'd be mine. You would even though you don't care that much about that. Do I don't you? care about the banner being put up. I'd be like you know. If there was, if we went like winless in conference and then won the final four, I don't think anybody would be boohooing. But here's the thing: uh, we can go for the first. I think under Bruce Pearl, certainly first uncontested regular yes. season championship. Yeah, all you got to do is win the next two games. Because, or the, I mean, you know, bank on old Kermit the Frog to take take down absolutely. Coach K. Because the that too the uh, the. 2018 season they shared with Tennessee. The 2019 season they did not win the regular season, and then this year they have a chance to do that for the first time. They've won one SEC tournament championship, so this would be the first regular season. I think the tournament championship matters un poco more. True, except according to the NCAA uh, tournament seeding, it doesn't matter that much. Auburn in 2019 was projected as a five seed heading into the SEC tournament, won all four games, dominating Tennessee in a 20-point victory in the championship game and still enter the NCAA tournament as a five seed. So evidently, they don't care that much. I'm not saying we shouldn't care. I do care. I think it's great. But they don't evidently care that much. We're, we're uh, waiting. I, uh, I, do, do, Someone do, rearranged do, my buttons. Do, I swear. Do, 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 we need a Jeopardy sound. Do, do, I really... Do, do. We do not care. There it is. There you go. There you go. A little louder for you. We do not care. Ah, very nice, very nice. One more time. I need to color Mike, code. Mike Tomlin? I need to color code these. Um, Would that so, help? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, um, Megan listened to one episode of this show, and she said the uh, the the vine boom sound effect was a bit overused, Jack. But I told her that uh, actually we don't use it enough. If you were listening that, to my show yesterday. I you think that was just boom. two. Well, no, she was, like it was like last week. You used it like maybe eight or nine times. That's one that uh, yeah, you gotta blow the Rare dust. One. You gotta blow the dust dust off that one. For yeah, you, you definitely, it. definitely. All right, well, all right. Uh, and the Auburn internet has broken. Awesome. So, oh dear. Um, we will Auburn have internet. to do the discussion of the Mississippi State game just right off the dome. What are we looking for in the game? Good point guard play. That's um, yeah. Is that the biggest go thing? Go first, Daniel. You can. Uh, thank you. Uh, personally, um, I'll, I'll just start with me since that's easy to do off the dome. I'll be looking for a souvenir cup to complete the collection of the, places I've gone this year. Okay. What what what's what's your number at now? For just this year? Yeah. Um. Is this just including colleges or just everywhere? Oh, just colleges. Okay. Penn State, uh, LSU, Tennessee, Alabama. Uh, yeah, that's it. So okay. hoping to make it five tomorrow. I'm trying to get all, all 14 stadium cups lined up on my, my bookshelf. And I was like, we're, I was cooking pretty well. I like Bama, 
it's a weird cup, but like it has the Bama logo on it. Okay, Texas A&M got it. LSU cool cup, Tiger print, Arkansas coolest stadium cup I own. And then I get down to Florida, and their stadium cups are about sixteen ounces. Oh, like, how, how like how? it's like it's like you put a regular stadium cup in like a Doofenshmirtz shrink ray. <laughs> Every dimension, it's smaller. The shrinkinator. The shrink a gator, if you will. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's really small, and I was like, oh, okay, well that's gonna mess up my my collection. That's fine. I guess they'll all be the same size. Oh, Wake the, Forest. The I next week. The next week, go up to Tennessee. Their stadium cups are crazy too. They're super tall. Yeah, I think it's still the same amount of liquid, but it's it's skinnier and it's taller. Maybe Tennessee's got a law against <laughs> law against stadium cups. They had to get around it by making a stadium cup tall. And skinny. I'm personally not a big fan of Auburn's souvenir cup this year that you can get in the jungle. It's just a blue cup with an AU on it. That one's, yeah, that's the it's bog pretty standard. Mid. Eh, yeah. We've had some cool stadium cups in the past. I agree. I agree. Just one. Would you like to share an example? Um, I mean, I have a bunch at my house that I can't think of, like, uh, exactly what they look like, but, like, I, I, I like the appearance of them. I just can't describe them in immense detail. I like the white one with all the stickers oh, on it. Oh, yes, that's, that's yeah. the one we have then. Okay, yeah. Okay. Right. The 2019 one's really cool. Which one's that? It um has like a bunch of players on it. Uh, it has ride for the brand all over mm-hmm. it. I think yeah, and fight on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the the best one, the one will never be topped, is the one that has the complete wrap of all the old game programs. Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. I remember that. I don't one. think I've seen that. That's a good one. I remember that. I one. might I might have one at, at the crib. Life hack for incoming students: go to a basketball game, free cups galore. Free cups. Once you're leaving, never do dishes again. <laughs> Ew. You wash them out. You're not going to drink out of them Davis, at the stadium. You have a track record with you. Look, What's man, I remember in you? high school when Davis found a pick just on the side of the road and was sticking that thing in his hair the not very true. next day. Not true. Well, yes, it is. I washed it. <laughs> is there a picture? Um, no, because he can't prove it. He can't prove uh, anything. He just it, says things. It quite literally happened. Okay, prove it. Prove that I stuck it right in my hair right then. Because you can't. Because I, I washed it. Well, it was clean. I, I said the next day. It was not the next day, first of all. When was it, it? It was not the next day because I washed it. <laughs> yeah, by the next day. And so, what's the issue? If it's clean, you, it's, you ever gone thrift shopping before, Alex? Yeah. Oh, so you just throw the clothes on the next day? No, You're I wa- nasty. I, 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 Come on, <laughs> get a life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you everybody for listening to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL ninety-one point one FM. However, you joined us today. Whether that be from your radio antenna, from WeagleFM.com, or by listening to our podcast on your podcast player of choice, we would like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast, absolutely PSA break-free, wherever podcasts are heard. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDiscAU for links to that podcast, information about the show, and important updates. You can also tweet at us to get your opinion on the show and join the conversation. We are, of course, Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. You might want to go ahead and follow the station on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WEGL underscore AU. That's Weagle underscore AU. Our dedicated team of marketing professionals is working tirelessly to provide you with high-quality content for fans of the station. And with that, for Jack Hart, Davis Carroll, Alex Houston, and Daniel Locke, this has been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We wish you a great rest of your Mardi Gras. We will talk at you tomorrow on Wednesday at 8 a.m. for another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. This is Jack Hart signing off, and as always, War Eagle, everybody.